This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and as you know, on this show, we're all about feeling good physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So you're in for a real treat with our two guests today. Joining us first is holistic nutritionist and wellness coach, Karen Porter. Karen talks all about her work and how we can fuel our bodies to live our most radiant lives. She also tells us about her contribution to the book, Ignite Your Passion and Step Into Your Purpose, 12 Incredible Stories of the Path to Purposeful Living. Also on the program, we have four-time best-selling author and entrepreneur, Ali Mang. Ali joins us to talk about her diverse career in entertainment and shares her latest book, Finding the Light, How We Transformed Our Fears into Renewed Hope During the Pandemic. Right now, I'm so happy to tell you about our first guest. Every so often, a book comes along that completely speaks to what this show is all about. And naturally, I was thrilled when I came across this book, Ignite Your Passion and Step Into Your Purpose, 12 Incredible Stories of the Path to Purposeful Living. And with me today is one of the contributors of the book, holistic nutritionist and wellness coach, Karen Porter. So, Well, let me tell you a little bit about Karen. While outwardly navigating a successful 23-year career in the financial industry, Karen inwardly battled IBS, anxiety, and debilitating bouts of depression that left her hospitalized and grasping for her life. Forced to reevaluate everything and take her own health into her own hands, Karen started looking into alternative healing methods that treated her body as a whole. So after returning to school to obtain certification as a registered holistic nutritionist, training in stress management, and her own healing experience, Karen was finally able to find the much-needed answers to gain control of her physical and mental health and learn tools to be happy and to feel happy and focused and radiant. Her health and consequently her life entirely shifted, and she felt compelled to help as many women as possible. So today, as a holistic nutritionist and wellness coach, Karen is passionate about working with women over 45 to show them how to fuel their bodies and brains to feel their most radiant, fired up selves and be ready to show up in the world with more energy, feeling great in their bodies and having better mental focus and resiliency to handle everything that life throws at them. And Karen shows women hands-on tools for creating magic in the kitchen to help them create and crave delicious, healthy food. She also works to help women understand their food story, essentially their self-talk around food and their bodies, so they can reframe those stories to help make healthy changes easier. She also coaches clients one-on-one, offers online programs, and even hosts wellness retreats. Karen has been featured on Global TV, Breakfast Television, CP24, and now Zoomer Radio. Hi, Karen, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Hi, Judy. Thanks for having me. So great to have you here. Karen, you worked for 23 years in the financial industry. Can you tell us about how you really turned your whole life around? Sure. Yeah. So it was, as you mentioned, 23 years in the uh, the banking and mortgage broker uh, industry. 
And while I, you know, initially loved what I was doing, um, it, it was really obviously very stressful. And I just thought that was normal. Uh, but the way I was uh, dealing with the stress obviously wasn't, you know, wasn't very good. I call myself a recovering perfectionist. And so during, you know, a lot of that time period, I was always, I call shooting on myself. So it was, you know, I should be able to do this. I should be that. I should have reached this. And so very, very high expectations and high expectations can be good until they're not good, right? Until, um, until they're doing us harm. And really, it was a back and forth of the IBS. And then the depression, anxiety, they kind of fed into each other. And I didn't know about the gut-brain connection back then. It really was a terrible time in my life. But by going through all of those things, it shaped me into who I am. And it made me uh, really want to take this on as my purpose to help so many other women. That's, that's so incredible that you that you did it that way. You didn't just sort of like fall apart and and give up. You decided to sublimate this and find ways to become healthy again and to do it in in, in service to others, which is so great. And that always leads to bliss. So yeah, that was that was so wonderful that you did that. Where do you think, Karen? I read about you mentioned your childhood that you had sort of a perfectionistic upbringing. And what in your childhood do you think led you to become such a perfectionistic a perfectionist? Hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's many things, but my my father owned his own business, and he was you know very much a, a hardworking entrepreneur. Uh, I used to think you know al- I'm sorry, workaholic, not alcoholic. Um, and my mom was always one of those ones that was she wouldn't step out of the house unless she was made up beautiful clothes, everything. And so I think I took you know, both of those things and tried to be the best of, of everything and thought that was expected of me. I think a lot of women feel that way, but maybe didn't necessarily have that same input, at, you know, as a child, it really was me trying to, to take everything on. Right. And as you say, there's a part of that that's very good because the part of being perfectionistic means you do great work. Um, you know, you're on time, you're, you, you do what's expected of you and more, you supersede, but it, t- it can take a toll on you. What were some of the ways that you started to notice that it was taking a toll on you? Like what would be your triggers that would make you so perfectionistic that you weren't being kind to yourself? Right. The triggers for my anxiety and depression, it it almost always started out with anxiety. So it would often be around, it would often start around work, but then it would start to incorporate all aspects of my life. So it 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 wasn't as though I could, even if I walked away from my work, which at one point I did, um, actually a couple times I, I stepped back, but it had permeated the rest of my life. And once it does that, it's so hard to get out of it. So for me, what I found initially was I started to worry about things that I wouldn't normally worry about. And it just kept increasing and increasing. And then the next thing that happened for me was really uh, insomnia, 
most of us know that when you were just talking about sleep before we came on, you know, most of us know that if you're lacking in sleep for a night or two or, or five, you know, you feel run down, but when it goes on and on consistently, for me, I wasn't thinking straight. I wasn't able to make uh, decisions. Well, that just spirals you down even further because it's like, I'm a failure. I'm not a good mother. I'm not good at my job. Why can't I do this? So this is all the self-talk, right? That goes on. And then it just perpetuates. What was the breaking point that made you go, okay, I've got to get off this train and I've got to get some help and get myself well again? Many times I knew I was starting to spiral and I went to my doctor to get help. In hindsight, I wish I had have gone to a holistic practitioner. I wish I had have gone to a functional medicine doctor because, you know, when we go the uh, the allopathic uh, medicine route, we're just getting medication for depression, antidepressants, or, or I was getting medication for my IBS, or I was getting medicate, you know, anxiety medication, which is horrible. Um, so, you know, I tried to get help, but that one thing was not entirely helping me. And I would say I had even before the last time I had started to change my diet, I'd actually met up with a holistic nutritionist you know, I did a 180 with what I was eating. I, I didn't eat horribly, but I just changed so many things. What did and you really chocolate bars? <laughs> <laughs> well, really, the, what I'm what I still do now is I avoid gluten, dairy, and refined sugar. Wow. You know, and really, uh, water intake is so important. And you know, there's so many things, but I had changed my my diet, uh, and I and I still had it happen. And I was like, oh. You know, I thought that was the key, right? I thought I had fixed it all, but I realized there was one more tool. And so I had, you know, I had changed my nutrition. I was exercising, uh, you know, so you'd think, okay, those things are, are great. Those are good, you know, good habits. But the last thing that I really needed to add was mindset and mindfulness. And really that was the last, what I would call the cornerstone for me that really helped me get to the other side. That's awesome. Do you have a meditation practice, Karen? And, and how I do. Private? During my last depression, I worked with a psychotherapist who, who mentioned uh, mindfulness. So I started going to mindfulness classes. And at first I was like, this is not doing it. This is a waste of my time. This is, you know, but I persisted. Then I started to see the effects and I started to feel so much better and then it still took a little while for me to really make it a daily practice. But now it is a daily practice. So that's what I always talk about with my clients is nutrition, movement, stress management, and mindset. And stress management and mindset are kind of intertwined, right? But they're, um, they're still so very important. And so my morning routine is like one of my non-negotiables. So it is uh, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I before I get out of bed, I say, good morning. I love you, Karen. It's going to be a great day. And yeah, and, and I tell that to all my clients too. And it's really, you know, you're giving yourself a positive aff affirmation. It's so easy for us to be negative. So by telling yourself that, you love yourself. Uh, it's so important. And then I'm setting up my intention for the day. Uh, and then I do some deep abdominal breathing and uh, gratitude meditation. 
but I really love guided meditations uh, that, you know, I, I do one for gratitude. I have one that's just absolute relaxation. And I've actually recorded it as well. Um, and it's just like floating in the water. And it's one of my favorites. I also do one that is an I am. I am strong. I am confident. I'm sure you've heard of that before. But yeah, just a series of those to really, you know, how we start our morning really affects our day, right? So, so true. And Dr. Wayne Dyer would talk about the power of intention. If you say, I'm going to have a loving day, or I'm going to have a loving day with my mate or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. 99.9% of the time, that's exactly what's going to happen. So right. creating those intentions and setting yourself up for success first thing in the morning is so good. And, and the problem is what we do is we rush, but it's something that you can't rush about because rushing leads to stress. You have to take that time because it'll be the best time spent. Yeah. And I can, I'll tell you too, when I was going through my worst bouts of anxiety and depression, and I mentioned insomnia, I would have trouble falling asleep, I'd wake in the night, and then I'd wake up really early. So at 430 or five o'clock, I'd be waking up. First thing I did was look at the clock, and it would be like, oh, uh, expletive, um, you know, it, look how early it is, you know, oh, I'm so anxious. So, you know, it's completely different how I wake up, you know, how I wake up now. But I look back at that. And, you know, see all the things that were going on that were contributing. But at the time, you know, you can't get out. You don't see out, right? But, sure. So yeah. you, you took something that was negative and difficult and you turned it into a beautiful, sunny, positive. You went back to school to become a holistic nutritionist, to study stress management. Can you tell us like, how long did that take and, and, and what you're doing with it right now? Sure. So um, my nutrition was two years. My uh, stress management, that was over a period of uh, a few years, but then an intensive uh, course at the end. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's, it's so key. I call it uh, the tools in my toolkit, or I also refer to it as the ingredients in my recipe. As a, as a holistic nutritionist, I'm often sharing uh, you know, delicious, healthy food. So the recipe just kind of fit with me. But yeah, those are really the ingredients to have a radiant life and to, you know, to feel your best. I feel better at 54 than I did many years younger. Probably at 34. Yeah. What are, what are the four top tools in your toolkit? Well, they would be the ones that I mentioned, like what you're eating is so, so important. Uh, making sure that you're active, doing joyful movement, something that you look forward to, not something that you dread or do as a punishment, right? Um, and then stress management. So that's where the, uh, the breath work, the meditation, the visualization comes in um, as, and gratitude. I'm not sure if I mentioned that in my morning, but that is uh, after the deep breaths, it's, uh, you know, giving gratitude for at least three things. Um, and, uh, you know, and constantly working on my mindset and feeding good information into my brain. Right. Love that. Yeah. I love. That. And I love that, you know, you're a person that I think anybody would trust to go to because you've been through it. So you know what it feels like when it's not working and you're not living a healthy life. And the fact that you turned it all around and you're feeling it internally and you're exuding that radiance, that's like, you know, that's the best, the best thing that you could teach your clients because they know that you really get it. 
and, and it lands in a deep place. It's not just, oh, I learned this and I'm, right. you know, and I have never experienced it. Right. So I think that's so awesome. Yeah. And I think that people noticed how awesome you are and how you had really transformed. And you were invited, Karen, to participate in a beautiful book called Ignite Your Passion and Step Into Your Purpose. And I love the book. It's amazing. And you were the first story in the book. Can you tell us a little bit about the book as a whole? Sure. It was wonderful. It was great to be a part of it. And I had done some work the year prior on, um, you know, speaking my truth and working actually with a speaking coach. And she really helped me bring my story out. Like I had already started to share, you know, on my website and with my clients, you know, I've experienced IBS and depression. But that is really, you know, so, so vague, right? And, you know, most women can say that, you know, they've had some, you know, some periods of sadness or depression in their life. But it was really working with this uh, speaking coach that she really brought it out of me. And it took a lot of... (laughs) a lot of everything, a lot of tears, a lot of asking my husband if it was okay, asking my kids if it was okay that I share this. And, uh, but once I did, you know, initially, I felt so vulnerable, I felt broken open. But then, you know, I, it was so, you know, beneficial, I think, for women to, to see that look how low I was. Um, I was more than once hospitalized, for, uh, I don't know if you want me to, <laughs> to, to talk about that, but yeah, well, you, but I think, I think what's great about your story is that you really turned it around. What are you hearing from your clients and what are you telling people to buoy them up? Because we all need to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel finally, and we're yes. getting there, right? Yes, exactly. And yeah, really it is community, right? Because as you said, where so many women are, you know, everybody is feeling isolated. And that's when, you know, mental health issues can really, uh, you know, can can really start to wreak havoc, because we are very social beings. So it's, it's challenging. And like I said, it's really in community, and and really uh, working together and, you know, bouncing things off each other, using the tools that I learned. And each episode, I would learn new tools. And so now I I compile them together. And that's really what I share, because it isn't just one thing. You know, sometimes we can only take on one thing at a time. But once you take on something small, then it's easy to you know, to continue to add to it. So knowing that we can do something about our mental health, I think is really, you know, is really my message. I think that's half the thing is that we have control. It's not out of our control externally. We can actually do something about it. And reaching out for help is the first thing that you have to do. And you did that, which is so exemplary. Your mantra is your radiant life powered by love. I love this. Nourished with food. Can you describe what your mantra is and how you're able to help people with your wellness retreats and your programs and the clients that you personally individually coach? Right. So that mantra came about uh, because I was really, you know, I really kept going back to radiant, radiant life. That's how I wanted people to feel. That's how, you know, that's how I feel, Um, you know, consistent you know, abundant energy and feeling good uh, internally and externally. So that's where 
your radiant life came from. Um, and really I, as a nutritionist, I, you know, I start with food, but as I've alluded to, there's so much more, right. And as a holistic nutritionist, that's, uh, there is more than just the food, right. I like to show women hands-on and that's what I do at my wellness retreats when we were in person and even virtually to some extent. Uh, but I like to show women hands-on. I didn't want to be the nutritionist that said, don't eat this, don't eat this and this and this, but you know, and you know, go home and figure it out. Right. <laughs> I want to be a nutritionist that, um, you know, that helps women with the healthy food. Um, you know, we should be enjoying our food. I am 100% behind that. Uh, it shouldn't be, you know, eating something that we don't enjoy. I had a woman that, uh, one of she came to one of my first retreats, wellness retreats, and uh, she told her friends that it was plant-based and, you know, and a friend of hers said, well, enjoy your celery and carrots weekend. <laughs> and uh, she said, oh my gosh, it was the furthest from that, you know, because we just do, um, you know, so much uh, wonderful, like delicious, uh, satiating plant food, right? And I don't tell people that they have to be vegetarian. I am plant-based. Um, but really, regardless of how you're eating, everybody benefits from, you know, from more plants, from from being able to do more things with our vegetables than steamed broccoli and, you know. And, exactly. Yeah. What's your favorite all-time recipe, salad or otherwise? That And can people get it on your website? How can people get one of your faves? Yeah. So on my website at karenporter.ca, I've got, you can either get to it by the homepage where I lay out the nutrition mindset movement and stress management or on the radiant life blog. Um, and Oh, favorite recipe. Oh, I've got a kale salad. Oh, there's just so many good things on there, Judy, that <laughs> good. I gotta go take a trip there because I'm looking for some new recipes. That, that oh, sounds yes. So, yes. That, that's really, really amazing. And um, how do you show women the hands on tools for creating magic in the kitchen? Like, can you even do this on Zoom? Like, stand at your kitchen yes. counter on Zoom and, and actually demonstrate? How can yeah. people connect to that? Yeah, before we were in person, right? And I was doing it at my wellness retreats. I would even do it when I was working one-on-one -on -one with a client uh, because I normally set up a one-on-one uh, -on -one with six sessions that can just be talking and recommendations and whatnot. But some women really benefit from either grocery shopping together or being in the kitchen together, you know, doing some recipes. And so obviously I'm not doing grocery shopping now, but, but yes, I have done on, on zoom, you're in your kitchen, I'm in my kitchen and let's, let's bang off four easy recipes. Right. Oh, I love that. I'd love to see that. So Karen, you've come such a long way. What is bliss for Karen Porter? Ah, uh, bliss for Karen Porter is just feeling good in my body and being happy, feeling radiant, um, you know, setting boundaries and really knowing my non-negotiables. That's what, that's what I call them. The things that I need to do to feel my best. I love that. Yeah. Karen, you have some exciting courses and retreats coming up, including one that I loved called the five pound five-day challenge. Can you tell us when that's coming up and how people can access it and participate? I would love to do it myself. 
Yes. So that is on, it is the week of March 1st to March 5th. Uh, It's a lot of fun, lots of great information packed into, into that week. And you can join the group. It's on my Facebook group and it's just called the five day, five pound challenge. Oh, that's fantastic. You also have a fantastic masterclass coming up called I Know What to Eat. Why Am I Not Doing It? The Story of My Life. What is that all about? And when is that being offered? Yes. And so that is the story of so many women's lives, right? The majority of women have said that to themselves at some point. And so that masterclass works on eating mindfully and just so much that goes into, you know, reframing the, you know, the things that we say. And what is the best way to follow you on social media and get access to all your recipes, your coaching, your wellness retreats, and all the stuff that you're offering? And of course, your book, um, which we'll talk about again in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my website is karenporter.ca. Uh, Instagram is Karen Porter Holistic Health Coach. Sorry, that's a bit lengthy. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on Facebook uh, as well at karenporter.ca. Well, Karen, I really want to thank you so much today, Karen Porter, for being here. The book again is Ignite Your Passion and Step Into Your Purpose, 12 Incredible Stories of the Path to Purposeful Living. And Karen Porter's story is the first one, and it's a great one. Thanks again, Karen. Thanks, Judy. We're going to go on a short commercial break right now. When we come back, best-selling author and entrepreneur, Ali Mang. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. I love the business and life philosophy of our guest, which is what you do today creates your future tomorrow. Meet four-time best-selling author, Ali Mang, who's been an insatiable entrepreneur for more than 35 years and has made it her life's work to thrive within a sink or swim atmosphere in this high-pressure world of delivering top results in whatever profession you're in. Her abilities, masterful ones, as an online camera instructor for corporate and personal clients took 30 years to achieve, and she still considers herself a beginner. She believes that every connection, every action and reaction plays a part in affecting in real time your first moment and your reputation. She has a never-ending curiosity to understand everything there is to know about making 
every single moment of your life count. I love that. Allie started her career working as a nurse's assistant in a palliative care facility, which to this day is one of her favorite roles. She owned and designed a national brand of high-performance clothing, and she has appeared in more than 100 commercials and TV episodics, including guest starring roles with Mr. T and Jerry O'Connell. This was one of the coolest credits that I found in, in your bio, Ali, and that is that Ali is also a professional singer and was the first ivory girl in North America when P&G commenced their campaign for the beauty of moms. For 10 years, she was the national brand spokesperson for a home lifestyle brand. Their success was record-breaking at the network, and they were selling more than $45 million worth of product in live sales with well over 2,000 hours of live unscripted on-air hosting. I think I know where that was. Ali Mang was the only Canadian entrepreneur chosen to be spotlighted in the Women's Leadership Live National Magazine, and it's called Where Women Create Work. Ali, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Oh my goodness. Thank you. I am beyond excited to be here, Judy. You are such an inspiration. I love your show. I love the platform. And the name Finding Your Bliss is really the essence of what life needs to be, particularly now. Absolutely. Absolutely true. And I agree with you, particularly now. And this is the time to find it if you haven't found it, so that when this is all over, you can emerge in the spring. I'm, this is my wishful, hopeful thinking that it'll be all over by the spring, summer for sure. And you can emerge as a new you. You wrote an incredible and beautiful ebook, Allie. The pictures alone are magnificent. I love them. And it's called Finding the Light. And you invited 90 plus creative leaders, photographers, and poets from all across North America. Germany and Australia to help others feel supported during the pandemic. So first of all, congratulations on all of this. It's just fantastic. What was the inspiration, Ali, and how did it all evolve into this beautiful ebook that you created? Uh, well, when we were locked down, March 17th, as we all remember from last year, certainly in Canada and North America, really, that was sort of our day. Um, as you had said in your gracious introduction, and I thank you, um, I was kind of queued up to do a lot of really cool things. And, and that was to celebrate with women and help women all over North America touch them and say, the power is within us all right now. All we need is actually inside us today. Um, there were a number of different opportunities, but of course, that all came crashing down on that day. And that, of course, is something that we've all shared, this disappointment of what was, who were we, how was it, huh? how is it possible? So two weeks, I pretty much, to be honest, I spent under the covers. Um, it was a tough time. All of us can relate to that. And I lost my sister to suicide in 2006, and I remember thinking that part of the pandemic oh, um, I wonder what she's thinking because I always found like she was actually the best at dealing with the worst of of, of mental wellness because she's kind of had lived in that world for such a long time that she ended up being the expert now all of us are dealing with mental you know just such mental constraints maybe for the first time and I had a dream two weeks into the lockdown and it woke me up and it was, for goodness sakes, elevate and rise. And it was a new way to look at fear, the acronym fear. 
for goodness sakes, elevate and rise. And it was a gift from my sister. Wow. And I went, whoa. So that day I went, well, gosh, what can I do? I've spent enough time under the covers. I'm going to reach out to people all through the world that have helped me lift me up for the past 30 years or so and talk to them and talk to them about how have they dealt with challenges in the past and they're applying it to what we're all experiencing now. And I think the key was regular people, just like you and I, not famous people, not people doing, just regular people because like Robert Holden said, his um, book is called All I Really Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Yeah, great one. Isn't it an awesome one? The best. Crossing the road, don't forget to grab a hold of your friend's hands and walk together. And that's what this book is about, supporting each other with regular people who are thinking perhaps a little more irregularly, but we can recognize ourselves in it so that we just need to feel we're going to be okay. It's really hard. And there's a story in there that will speak to the heart of every single one that reads this book. And it does. It's amazing. Did you find your light in writing, finding the light? I was blessed more than anyone. And, you know, I did it to give back. And in fact, I received so much more um, because it was inspiring. You know, there were many days that we spent on Zoom calls crying (laughs) Um, because people wanted to share. We want to share our hearts. We want to share our fears. But we also want to know that it's okay to do that. And I think we all need to feel like we're going to be okay. This book, your program, that's the motive behind it. Just we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We are. And we're finally seeing light at the end of the tunnel. I love the word light in your title. I love your section, Allie, on arts and entertainment, as I know many of the singers and actors that you write about, many of whom have been on this show, like Darren Baker and Lila Bialy and Avery Saltzman, just to name a few. Were these actors and singers and performers people that you worked with or people that you met as you were writing this book? Nope. The only two people, every single one of them are my friends. Um, Either I've known them a short time or I've known them for, I've known Avery and Darren. Darren and I did our first show with Jerry O'Connell. That's actually who we guest starred. Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) I've known Darren for 35 years. (laughs) You don't look it. If you would never know. And I want to tell this to the listeners. You would never know because I'm looking at her right now. And honestly, you look the way you did when I think you did the ivory. So I, I had no idea. Yeah, Avery Saltzman and I have been friends forever. I hadn't talked to him in 10 years, and I just called him and said, hey, Avery, we're doing this. Are <laughs> coming on? And the cool thing was is we, we interviewed everyone because not many people are writers. But out of that, I hired a stage manager friend who was looking for some work, and I said, so she helped me pare down these transcripts that some were 20,000 words. <laughs> oh, um, oh, my gosh. Down for me so I could bring them down a little further. And then I, I had two of my favorite people in the world who are beautiful writers. And the three of us created each essay, pared them down to about 750 words. So they're bite size. It's not like you have to sit. People go, oh, I don't want to read anymore. You'll want to read this, don't you think? Because oh, you do. You do. It's so inviting. It's so engaging. And the pictures also like just propel you as well. I love Avery. He's great. Darren, Lila as well has been on the show. It just, it's just hopeful and feel good. It's like a beautiful feel good book. Is it ever going to be a hardcover or did you consciously make it an ebook to be it so that people would have access to it more readily? I love that you've asked that question. And the only reason why I made it an ebook is because of the cost. Um, 
I set it up to be a coffee table book because it really is a time capsule of something that happened to all of us that we can all relate to. Yes. Like we're all hanging on to the same rope right now. And that's why it doesn't have a best before date. That's one of the things. It's a time capsule. Are there any stories, and I'm sure there there are many favorites, but there, are there any stories that particularly stand out for you in, in sort of compiling Finding the Light? Um, yes, there is. It's in the entrepreneur section. I believe it's the first, and it's entitled Dragonfly. And um, it, sorry, it is, um, it's a very dear friend of mine I used to work with. And um, the last time I saw her was at my sister's funeral. Oh, boy. And she's very candid, and she's the only one who had the guts to talk about her bipolar, same as my sister. And um, she talks about how she has used the smallest things to inspire her to walk forward in, in an experience of our life that could take you down like a tidal wave. And if anyone who has mental, any kind of dis-ease, um, boy, this is the time. And yet she has found her new light. And it is one of, if you buy this book for no other reason than her article, um, it, is a, it is a very small stipend that I believe, and, and perhaps Judy, you can comment as well, is one of the most honest and raw and yet uplifting stories you'll ever meet. Wow. And she does not mince words. She really does. So, and, um, I actually used a different name for her because she wanted to feel very protected and she wanted to share her story. So, but this is just a little bit. Everybody shared the heart of what they, they had. We have cancer survivors. We have people who have faced bankruptcy and have worked their way up. We have, you know, our silverbacks. My father's, uh, created the forward and one of his big partners um, who faced huge bankruptcies in their day, facing the most unbelievable moments of business world. And yet they found their way through it. So all walks of life, regular people. And um, it was amazing. It's amazing. And you're right. We're stronger together. We're just stronger. You know, like they did that wonderful CBC City TV um, musical event at Tout Ensemble, Stronger Together with all these wonderful Canadian artists and singers. And that's so true. And, And especially during this pandemic, we feel that we're just better together. You know, it's, it's really amazing. And your book really brings that home. What has been the reaction so far to finding the light? It has been, um, Way more than I could ever imagine, Vivi. Um, I'm getting letters every day. I'm getting emails and texts and and um, people I never would have thought would say, you know, they, they have their own stories about finding the light. You know, a lot of people think when they hear it, they go, is this secular? Is this religious? The answer is no. It is uplifting. It is. We do have faith leaders in the group, but none of it is going to, it's, it's, it's all encompassing, isn't it? It's all inclusive. There are people from all kinds of different industries, family and yeah. frontliners. Uh, it's hu- um, it's human. I find it's very human. And that's the feeling that I get. It's, it's like a book for humanitarians. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. We're all going to the same place. And if you put love in your heart, it's just sort of all the same, right? Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And it's interesting, yesterday you talked about the inauguration and how that gorgeous Amanda Gorman, 
Oh, isn't she amazing? That was Amanda Gorman, the 22-year-old poet. Oh my gosh. And when she said, when can we find light in this never-ending shame? It was like, <laughs> gosh, you are a heart and a light yourself. It was amazing. Just amazing. Absolutely. Oh, she's, she's something else. She's unbelievable. I love that 50% of all sales from the ebook are going towards youth-focused charities, including Lighthouse, which helps children and youth cope with the loss of family members. Ali, can you tell us more about Lighthouse and why you chose this charity to donate your sales to? I will. I'd be so happy to. As I said earlier, I lost my sister to suicide and we had two kids at the time. Her youngest was 13 and her eldest was 17. And... Um, Hannah, uh, when she was 15, was obviously having a very tough time with that. It's a tough time to lose parents. But she went to Lighthouse. Lighthouse started in 1999. And it is there for people, for young people, infants, babies, children, uh, you know, and teenagers to help them through, um, to not feel alone. And, And Hannah found... I mean, she was a changed young woman, and now she's, you know, in her late 20s, and she's an incredible woman. She continues to volunteer at Lighthouse, and because Lighthouse was so affected as all of the, you know, incredible, like, Wellspring and all of these amazing um, charities and nonprofits, they had to totally retool everything. So now Lighthouse, which served a smaller community with really within Ontario, has now be branched out to be national. Anyone in Canada can access all of their resources. They are the most amazing organization ever because, you know, as much as we want to receive, we have to give back. And these folks are great. I had the great pleasure of giving them money already. Um, We started sales at the middle of October and it was such a thrill to present them with a check because uh, we've done and i hope i can triplicate it this year with all the great stuff we're able to do with, that's with so awesome ali that's really awesome i love that you're also launching a 50k m virtual run and walk to be completed by march 1st 2021 and all finishers of the run and walk will receive a commemorative medal and you say that your motive behind the initiative is to continue to support each other concerning mental wellness to continue the conversation can you tell us more and how people can sign up for that yes just go on to findingthelight.ca you will see the Finding the Light book there. There'll be a little video to show you and all those good things. And right at the top, there's going to be a, a, a medal, and you can click on that, and you can find a little bit more. Um, our Facebook, of course, is findingthelight.ca, and Instagram is the same, findingthelight.ca. Um, and it is to support. When I was writing Finding the Light, I actually do have a hard copy, and hopefully we can find some partners to work with because it really is an extraordinary book. Um, Judy, when I was writing this and putting everything together, I thought, my gosh, I can't sit around and write and spend 10 hours a day. So I got on the treadmill. Smart. And so I walked 900 kilometers while I wrote this book. You're inspiring me. I don't know if you can see my Fitbit. You're inspiring me to do something because I always think I'm working on a book as well. And I always think when I'm writing, I should just be on the treadmill because you you do the two things and make it make it happen. And and, you know, because sometimes you're working so hard, you don't have time to work out. What a smart idea. I love that. 
That's fantastic. I'm going to tell you another quick reason why it's so good is because when you're working your mind and your body is together, that's when magic happens. So that's why we did the race. And it's a race that's a challenge, your own challenge. 50K your way. Walk, ride, or run. Wow. I love that. Oh, I just love it. That's fantastic. I love your philosophy. What you do today creates your future for tomorrow. What is your hope that people are going to bring with them once this pandemic is over? I'm a big proponent, and I say this anytime I get the opportunity to do that. I think particularly as women, I think sometimes we doubt that all the power and all the answers, as I started when we started talking, is actually in us right now. And our job is to unlock those blocks, the little thing. It doesn't have to be a painful moment. It can be a, oh, wait a minute, go over some of the things, some of the successions, uh, the, the things you've succeeded at and use those as a way through. Absolutely. And I think the pain that we're feeling is actually the key to launching us out of, of a, and hang on to your friend, use your friend. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I know we were having to go to break in a minute, but I just want to ask you two more things. One is, what was it like being the ivory girl? Like, what a cool gig is that? Life changer. What can you just take us back and paint us a picture of what, how that all came to be and what it was like? You bet. Well, I auditioned like everybody else, you know, and I got it. Yay. Um, <laughs> and I'll pretend, let's pretend that this mouth <laughs> the ivory girl. for two days, myself, my fake husband, and my fake baby, who was two, by the way, was rubbing saw, like, soap all over our faces, and that was it. But it was really cool, because as you said, it's celebrating the beauty of moms. It was the first time they did that, and they, it was, let's just say about my first house with that. With <laughs> it was a wonderful experience, and I loved it, and I've jammed stuff off to thank for that commercial. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so awesome. Ali, what is the main take-home message that you would most love people to get from your book, Finding the Light? And, and then, of course, how, again, people can access the book. It's time for all of us to feel the courage to step into our power. Step into it however you can, whether it's a book that inspires you, your beautiful show, Finding Your Bliss, a poem, a song. Allow that to set the tone. Um, in my book, I have lots of stories about regular people. It's regular people. It's not famous people coming up who are making trillions and trillions. These are people who are just thinking a little bit more irregularly to help kind of get them out of whatever fear is locking them in to just start one minute, one day, two minutes, the second day, a little bit at a time to allow yourself to feel the power and the confidence because we all have it. And now is the time to take advantage of it. That's so awesome. And tell us again how people can get the book. Yes, go to findingthelight.ca. All of the information is there. Uh, as Judy was gracious enough, 50% of all of my sales will go directly to youth-focused charities, including Lighthouse, which is a Canada-wide beautiful organization to help children, youth, That's so amazing. We're going to go on a short commercial break. And when we come back more with author and performer and singer, so stay tuned, Allie Mang, back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. 
Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Find Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7, and we're joined by Ali Mang, and we've just been hearing about her wonderful ebook, Finding the Light. What is bliss for Ali Mang? Family and home. And home for me is anywhere that I feel accepted, I feel supported, and I'm able to express myself to help others in the best possible way I can. I love, I love that. That makes me cry. I love that. That's beautiful. Allie, how can people get a copy of the beautiful book again and connect with you on social media? You, I would so love to hear from you. <laughs> so go to finding your, uh, findingthelight.ca. All of the information about the book is there. You could also go to Instagram, the Ali Mang, A-L-L-I-M-A-N-G. You can go to my Facebook, Ali. I think I'm the official Ali Mang or something. (laughs) I'm Ali Mang. I'm pretty much Ali Mang everywhere. Uh, It would be a pleasure to connect with you. And Judy, I'm so thrilled. You are such a gracious, beautiful human being. And I'm just so thrilled to be linking with you. And thank you. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure and delight to have you. And I'm so glad that our listeners got to have your energy and your beautiful light and to hear you sing so beautifully as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. A pleasure. Thank you. Each week we spotlight a singer songwriter or a musician on the show. If you're a singer, please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. Also, we encourage you to visit us at Finding Your Bliss magazine and sign up for Bliss News, which you'll find at the bottom of the homepage at www.findingyourbliss.com. And of course, you can follow us at the Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook. I would like to thank my guests, Karen Porter and Ali Mang for being here today. Also a big thank you to our supervising producer, Mag Ruffman, production manager, Siobhan Kiley, PA researcher and editor, Haley Allegia, audio producer, Faz Kazi, and to everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. This show has been recorded by Squadcast. As Dr. Andrew Wheel wrote, If I had to limit my advice on healthier living to just one tip, it would be simply to learn how to breathe correctly. For all of us here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Lee Brack, reminding you all to breathe and take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.